In a world where the Falkland Islands is still only important to England, Argentinian strikers rule Britannia again. Aguero's hat-trick put him one behind Alan Shearer in the all-time hat-tricks list, and Fat Higuain doesn't seem to be so fat anymore. Will we see the return of Claudia Canigia? Will Diego Forlan ever cut his hair? All this plus more that's not this on this week's latest installment of Born Offside. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Born Offside. We welcome you to this wonderful, momentous occasion, which is um, it's, it's Wednesday what is it? night. It's Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday night, Wednesday night for some, Tuesday afternoon for others, and uh, what else? It's uh, yeah, it's it's a it's oh no, it's not Tuesday. It's Wednesday. It's it'll be it's Thursday morning for me here. So that's fun. Um, Watch as man works out days of week. Tuesday, Thursday. Diego Forlan is from Argentina. If Argentina (laughs) is Uruguay, is Claudio American? Long hair. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even like. I just. I don't know. They all. You know. Look, Argentina, Uruguay, Brazil, Paraguay, Bolivia. Or Peru, Venezuela, Chile. Chile, you know, you know, fundamentally, if I've missed some, I'm sorry, Please. fundamentally, you're all South Africans, so, you know, it doesn't really matter. Man insults two <laughs> continents with one bad joke. <laughs> Haven't you ever done that, though? Like, because it always happens to me. Insulted like, you go an South entire African continent. Africa. No. Like, no, so. it's difficult well. to... You know, to remember, like, sometimes, and it's just, you know, a slip of the tongue and it always comes off. Anyway, can we please um, uh, get on to uh, more pressing matters? Yes. Um, would like to welcome, obviously, everybody today. We've just uh, uh, come off, uh, 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 just started recording this podcast on the back of uh, two uh, results, which we will talk about very quickly uh, here. The first one, we'll just get it and sweep it under the carpet. The Copa del Rey semi-final, uh, Real Madrid um, uh, went out to the the Camp Nou, which is now where you now where you habitate. I do not the- habitate in the Camp Nou. <laughs> I have my own apartment. I am currently in, in it. In, in and around. In and around. He's in and around. Start there. Work your way out until you find it. What am I? Wait, Some mate, kind of see, gangster taking shots. Can you see it from the window? No. Can you see it from your window? No. no. Look out your window. See if you can see it now. I mean, no, it, I can't. Like, I have a window no. into an inward-facing courtyard. I see the back of another building. I know that I can't All right, see fair it. Enough. It is about... Okay. Uh, it's about 45 minutes walk from here, um, and you could get there on the tubes in 25-ish minutes, I'd say. 25-ish minutes? All right, that's okay. That's not too bad. That's all right. I don't like that. And bad. that is getting to the camp now, and you didn't go tonight. Why? No, I didn't. Um, I'll be honest with you. I didn't realize the game was on until I walked past the pub in the city center, and it said, Barca <laughs> versus Real. <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? Really, like when you've got things at your doorstep, 
you don't even realize, right? I think so. I've already previously stated on this program my uh, disappointment. Uh, at, I've been to two games since I arrived, and uh, it's a bunch of tourists watching. Ah, I mean, what, it's just, watching? Yeah, it's just tourists. Like, well, it is, it's, it's, it's a worldwide sport, and it's attracting lots of people from all over the world. It's a natural thing, isn't it? So it happens all the time. Yeah, but it's not, not what you want to do. Like... No, I guess you, you want to have a lot of locals in there that's doing that. But which you, which you, you, you do surely get, don't you? So, uh... You do get some, but like, I know. I also get disappointed every time I go to a sporting occasion that isn't an English football match. Because <laughs> once you've been to an English football match, or even like, um, like an English cricket match or something, there is a particular genius to... English hooliganism behavior. Now, let me clarify that because taken in isolation, that sounds horrible. What I mean yeah. is that while the, you know, beating everybody up and the intimidation and the homophobia and all of those things and the racism that comes, horrible, horrible, bad things are very, very wrong. That mm. I want to say that multiple times. There is this thing that you only get from British fan humor like, which is the, which is the humor, which is the, the, the childishness, the pettiness, the, the tribalism all mixed into one. And you get, I don't know, for me, some of the just, I mean, the Liverpool fans have a, have a chant that goes, don't blame it on the ham man. Don't blame it on the bis chan. Don't blame it on the fin nan. Blame it on chore. And then, then it goes yep. into, he just can't, he just can't. He just can't control his feet. I mean, that's genius. Like, you don't get that here. <laughs> and I've been with a person who, who speaks Spanish, and I'm like, are they singing a funny song? And he's like, no, it's just kind of like about how they really like Messi. I was like, well, yeah. Is it funny? Liverpool actually have a, a good reputation, actually, of, of, of having some of the better chants. And, and, and I'm, I'm totally with you. I know exactly what you mean by uh, um, it's um, I, I think you actually we've actually spoken about it during a podcast here uh, at an earlier uh, stage as well. And we talk about uh, the tribalism of it all. And I do try to explain to people outside of England as well who who, you know, and it, it, it surprises me as to how much of a surprise it is to them that there is a localism to, to, to football, you know, that, you know, where you're born, where you, where you grow up, you know, that's the place that you support. And, you know, and then, and then, you know, they turn around, yeah, but who's your second team? You're like, no, 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 no. There's, there is <laughs> it doesn't, no second team. doesn't work that way. All right. There's, there's only like, I love my team wholly and completely. Yep. Then there's a <laughs> set of teams that I hate on exactly. a scale yes. that may adjust, but I will always <laughs> hate them. Then there's a yes. large collection of teams that I tolerate. <laughs> like, tolerate, exactly. Yeah, but there is no way do they ever uh, you know, go over the average side, uh, <laughs> sign because, um, you know, there's, that, that point in the middle, everyone, you hate everybody over here and then you love your team. You know, there's yeah. nobody in that gap between love and hate. And occasionally you might get yeah. one, like, for, I think for you at the moment, you have wolves. Like wolves have well, found their way into like don't mind them, like kind of thing. Yeah. For for a couple of reasons, obviously, but most of them because I'm Portuguese, so uh, uh, oh, it's, it's close my, to my heart. My other tribalism is taking yeah. over. <laughs> so, but the thing is, you know, you, you know, if wolves come down to St. Mary's, there's no way in hell am I ever, ever 
going to be going, oh, that was a good play, Wolves. Well done. I'm so happy for you. Nah, it doesn't work no, that way. Indeed. No. If Wolves were to score totally with a not. controversial four-yard offside goal oh. in injury time, you'd hate them forever. Mate, there'd be, there'd be serious cookie minuses there. Uh, and it would, uh, you know, because I, 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 I measure everything in cookies. And um, uh, not the ones that you have to accept to get onto websites, but the ones that you eat, you know, with a cup of tea, you know, first thing in the morning. Um, <laughs> but basically, it's, you know, you gain cookies over a period of time. If you hire a whole heap of Portuguese football players and a Ladies Portuguese and manager. Jason has two children. This is why he makes in cookies. <laughs> cookies are important <coughs> then basically they become you know a good team for you mate but yeah no, talking about the chance thing for example you know with the liverpool one i always remember the, the when peter crouch was there he, he was it was uh uh his big he's big he's red his feet stick out the bed peter crouch peter crouch you know you don't I mean, get that anywhere else you don't you know and it's good it's good fun it's um but yes it it does sometimes you know go over the other no. side and, and it can become a little bit ugly but you know what i mean it's it's uh, it, yeah you can't have sometimes you do you do have to feel that you can't have one with one without the other um and as long as people are mature about it and understand uh that these these kind of chants are not fully intended to really well no they are intended actually to be to be quite mean and nasty towards people sometimes uh then you you know you you get on with it uh speaking of getting on with it mate Mate, Let's, do you want me to uh, actually uh, talk about the actual game, though? Because you did raise it, right? Because it, like, passed. Yes, yes yeah. please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Very quickly, please. let's just... Uh, uh, of course, the other one is Real Betis against Valencia, isn't it? It's the other semi-final, which will be on tomorrow. Uh, but the first leg of the first semi-final here at the camp now. Uh, yep, fire away. Go for it. So it was one all. And uh, what was particularly notable, at, uh, notable about this game is both goals were scored by one-named Brazilians who have names that don't sound Brazilian, which is one of my favorite things. So Barcelona's equalizer was scored by a bloke called Malcolm. Malcolm, like, that's right, yeah. And, and it's amazing, yeah. like, because if you met a bloke called Malcolm, say, like, in a high street in England, you'd be like, oh, it's a Malcolm. But when he's Brazilian, oh. it's like, Malcolm. Like, as oh. if it's, like, suddenly exotic <laughs> and wonderful and interesting, and it's just Malcolm. <laughs> and then Real Madrid's <laughs> opening goal was scored by Vinicius, which Aha. I'm sorry, sounds like a uh, RuPaul's Drag Race entrant name. <laughs> hello, I am Vinicius. Like, like, hello, Vinicius. Try and say, <laughs> hello, my name is Vinicius in a, in a stereotypically butch masculine way. You, you won't, hello, I'm Vinicius. You, like your voice just naturally goes, hello, I'm Vinicius. Like it's... <laughs> It's a camp name. They this is, uh, this is Chloe's father over here. Name. Yep. Oh, this is Chloe's father over here. Hi, I'm Vinicius. No, it's <laughs> camp. Camp, even then, it sounds camp. Doesn't work. <laughs> hey, Vinicius. It's all right, mate. I ain't coming around your house today. Sorry, buddy. All good. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. Gotta I don't go. know. I don't know. I feel um, like Vinicius would throw some amazing parties. Oh, he may very well do. It's just that you might not know what's going on once the <laughs> lights are out. Anyway, um, <laughs> then lights will definitely be out for someone anyway. Um, right. Uh, okay. Was it a, a fair, fair result uh, uh, in yes. the end? Um, yes. Yep. Real Madrid okay. were much better in the first half. 
Barca were better in the second half. They brought on this uh, young Argentinian fellow called Lionel Messi. I don't know if you've heard of him. Oh, and, uh, that more or less changed the game. Um, and uh, actually, Real had some counterattacks at the end. Uh, Gareth Bale really should have scored, but showed a, had the first touch of a um, uh, of yeah, careful of someone who's been captured by the Me Too movement and exposed as a. You know, one of them. That's how his first touch okay. was. Yep, not good. Horrible. Like one of those moments where you see, a Brit- you see a British footballer in a La Liga match and you go, that one, that's the British one. <laughs> that's the English guy. <laughs> well, he's not English. Let's not be unfair to him. Suits us <laughs> <laughs> when it suits us, right? Oh, God. <laughs> no, no. I mean, Gareth Bale has never been English. But I'm just... Just saying the whole British Isles of a certain generation, the new generation coming through is much better, but of a certain generation, you can spot them and go, yeah, horrible first touch is that one. Definitely that one. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one right there. Mate, um, what are Barcelona going to do when Messi retires? He's 31 he years old now. He's no, he th- won't retire. He won't like, retire. Mate, no. he's going to be 32 in June. It's going to happen sooner. I don't think he has the same kind of engine. 2020. Like, no, because he's, I went to see him. I went to play him, see him when he played um, Celta Vigo. And I watched the game even tonight when he came on with only like mm. 40, maybe 35 minutes to go. And mm-hmm. he does that thing that Zidane did at the end of Zidane's career where he doesn't run. Like he just kind mm. of like, hangs his head and looks at the, the floor like a kind of slightly depressed hipster. And then, like, when he hears the little, like, buzz of excitement to say that Barcelona have got the ball back, he lifts his head up and decides that he's going <laughs> to sprint into something. And I swear, the rest of the time, he just kind of mopes around uninterested, not really caring <laughs> in anything. It's, and he's, he's brilliant. It's so conserving energy is, um, is messy. And I think... Genuinely, what he's, did you say he's 31? I think yeah, yeah, he'll, he'd be 30, he'll go, 32 in a couple of months. I think he'll go to 36. Like, he'll drop back further. He won't, he won't play right, but, like, he could play, like, in the Pirlo role, sat, behind, sat in front of the back four, just spraying the ball around. Until yeah, I guess so. That's old. Well, uh, you mean, like, the Wayne Rooney role? That's the, you know. No, no. The Wayne Rooney <laughs> role is the... That's what Wayne Rooney MLS. did. That's what they That's what... <laughs> <laughs> Fun. Mate, is the Classico the same without, Real, without Ronaldo? No. It's been a generation. Real Madrid, generation. Real Madrid is not the same without Ronaldo. Like, mm. I mean, where's your central figure of hate? Oh, yeah, Sergio Ramos. Um, <laughs> sorry, I answered that question. There's plenty, There's plenty on that team. Come on. <laughs> he is. He is. Yes. To be fair, Ramos is now... Bastard number one. <laughs> well, he was. You remember when it was him and Pep in in, oh. in, in goal? You know, that's just oh my goodness. Back there. 
All right. Okay. Well, anyway, um, uh, second leg is in a couple of weeks' time, I, I believe, and um, uh, that will be over in uh, the Banabao Stadium. So obviously, that will be uh, very entertaining. The thing is with these uh, with with these classicos is that you just never know, right? You just never know. And I think it's it's always so unpredictable as to who's going to take what and who's going to win, who's going to lose, and it doesn't really matter whether they're at home or away a lot of the times because the the, the classico is just it's. It's a, it's a special game, isn't it? It's a very special game, and it goes against uh, uh, the the grain of what people might think. So often, um, uh, the two sides needn't be closely matched. Um, they can it, it they, they could there can actually be a golf. You know, and, and, and Barcelona could be sort of 15 points ahead uh, uh, in the league. But when it comes down to the actual match itself, it's a proper proper what we call a derby you know uh, um even though they're not anywhere near each other and uh, and everything but whenever you 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 have uh, the the two of them match up there's always going to be a lot of needle in there isn't there um i mean there's a lot of talk nowadays of of derbies not being as uh um uh, hostile as, so, yeah, hostile and as competitive uh, as they used to be. Uh, you know, you'll put. Um, let's think of you know Arsenal versus Tottenham, for example. Um, oh, no, I mean, that's, that's still the, really hostile. I hate that. I don't know though. I I, I get the feeling that. Um, Possibly now it's getting a little bit better, but it's been a bit drab for the last five years or so. Certainly oh. since it, I think at the beginning of the Premier League, those those. I mean, without without you know, with any fear of sounding like I'm getting older or anything, but the Tony Adams uh, periods, you know, the Sol Campbell periods, the, you know, all these, I, I think in, in, in those times, you know, it was, there was something more vociferal about the crowd. I, and there was, I know what, I know what, you know, I know what you're saying. And I did happen to rewatch the other day. Do you remember the Rude Van Nistelrooy versus Martin Keown? Affair. How can you forget? Oh, it's amazing. Oh, yes. What a delicious moment yeah. in history, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you who are not aware of it, Ruud van Nistelrooy was a very, very talented uh, Dutch footballer who played for Dutchland and uh, <laughs> Manchester United and later Real Madrid. And Ruud van Nistelrooy was one of those characters who would have, given the opportunity, sold his own mother for a low, low, low price for a goal. Uh, and pretty much any goal, like a consolation in a, in a 6-1 defeat, like the one in a 6-1, or the six in a 6-1, uh, he would take it. And um, it was not beyond Mr. Van Nistelrooy's um, moral compass to dive mm -hmm. horrendously, like flop to the floor like his curtainy, floppy hair indicated that, that he might. And he was being marked at a Manchester United versus Arsenal game that was particularly nasty. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, at the time, you know, we had the whole Keane versus Vieira uh, and to a much lesser extent. Yes, down the Ga tunnel. Gary Neville versus anyone. And yep. um, anyway, so Keown, <laughs> well, Phil Neville at times. Um, and you had Martin Keown marking Ruben Osteroy and... Van, Van Nistelrooy went down like an absolute sack of floppy potatoes. I believe he got... No, that's right. Vieira, uh, Vieira and Van Nistelrooy went up for a header together, came down. Vieira felt that Van Nistelrooy had elbowed him in the back of the head. Vieira 
lashed out at Van Nistelrooy with his foot, like almost like David Beckham did when uh, during the France 98 uh, last 16 match with Argentina uh, where Simeone mm-hmm. goes down. But the difference being that Beckham made contact with Simeone. Vieira, although it's a clear lashing out, it's worse than, than, than Beckham's kick on the floor, he doesn't make contact with Van Nistelrooy. Like he misses him by a foot. But Van Nistelrooy goes down anyway. You can almost see him go, their Arsenal club captain and talisman has kicked out at me. Oh, he's missed. I'll go down anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, <whoop. laughs> down they go. And Vieira gets sent off. And the Arsenal players go nuts. Like yep. full on livid. Then that was like uh, some point in the second half. Then with the last kick of the game, Van Nistelrooy goes down like a sack of shit in the penalty area and wins a pen. Cue even more mayhem from an Arsenal team already wound up. Uh, Van Nistelrooy, who otherwise I think never missed a penalty in his life, steps up and whacks said penalty against the bar. Uh, It's cleared, match is over. And Martin Keogh literally runs up and waves his arms in his face. (laughs) Like you would. More than that, he kind of comes down he comes down with his with his chests and chests. kind of arms. He chests him. <laughs> War cry time, you know. Um, yeah, mate, mate. You see, I mean, games like that. I mean, are we getting old? Do, are well, we? Are we not? Are we just not realizing games which are happening nowadays, which in ten years or fifteen years time people who will be at the same age that we are now will turn around and go, do you remember that game? Um, I mean, that well, match, there's one. for example. There is, there is uh, one. Yeah. There was the, the infamous you know, Spurs-Chelsea Battle of the Bridge game when Spurs lost the title to Leicester. I think that, that uh, was... Yes. Moussa Dembele uh, had his finger assaulted by uh, Diego Costa's eye. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> horrible moment. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I remember Eric Dyer kicking N'Golo Conte like somewhere around N'Golo Conte's midriff, which um, I mean, it's Conte's fault for having such a low-placed midriff. But um, mm. yeah, I mean, that was a horribly violent game, but God, was it a lot of fun. So, so this, but, this is what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's like it hasn't been happening in the previous five odd to 10 years until we've got to this point. I wasn't actually going to say like you can't get it like you get it nowadays because I do feel that there's a little bit there's a new there's some new rivalries coming into play but it's taken a while for the Ferguson um Wenger uh Benitez war to kind of go right we've lost two of them Benitez is still around fair enough kind of going then we want to fight you know but uh, he's not he's he's not really going to start fighting but it's just it's just like we it's it's time now to start getting some new people getting a bit of new needle yes we've had Mourinho in here for 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 10 odd years on and off you know who was shaking things up but I mean he went off to to Italy and to Spain as well so we lost him but I just feel like we just haven't had that same kind of stuff the the the, the match that you were referring to, which is the, the, dubbed as the Battle of Old Trafford, I, I believe that one. Um, no, you know, the, that's the Stamford Bridge, mate. It was. No, no, no. The one before that with the Rude Van Nistelrooy. Oh, oh, the Van Nistelrooy. That was the that was known as the Battle of Old Trafford. It was. Uh, was that the you know, same was... game where pizza was thrown? No, no. The Pizza Gate one came in. I think just I it do was. Love the word gate. Added on to yeah, I know. Yeah. Pizza Gate. <laughs> <laughs> Southgate, 
Gate. South Gate. 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 Yeah. South Gate. Gate. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure there were a few jokes that were running around the place when he got the job uh, for England for the first time because people were like, oh, God. Can you manager. imagine? Can you imagine if Gareth Southgate was, I don't know, photographed taking an illicit, illicit payment at the South Gate of Wembley or something? It was like, Southgate, 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 Gate. 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 <laughs> <laughs> People would be like, "How can we do this?" I'm even the even the sun. I'm sure would have a sleepless no. night. No, they wouldn't. Like, Lads, right? We're going with Southgate, Southgate, Gate. All right? Yeah. Good. Right. <laughs> now, what vegetable we're going to make oh. him look like? Turnip. <laughs> no, we've done that. Um, uh, beetroot. Sweet. Beetroot. Beetroot. No, Swedes for spending. We can't do that. Beetroot. Beetroot is beetroot. Okay. Print it. Pizza. Oh, he had the pizza thing, didn't he? Pizza, mate. Just put pizza on his face. It'll be all right. <laughs> We've had Pizzagate. It's getting very confusing now. Stop it. All right. Um, <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on to the Premier League. We're, yes. we're, we're, let's finish. Let's, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Needle. Uh, no, I had one more thing to say about Needle. Like, because we were talking about oh, okay. yeah. and rivalries and something. Shoot, uh, shoot. And I'm talking now about Monday night's game. Manuel Pellegrino, Pellegringos, he only has, a bit, only has a little bit of a sly dig at, at Jurgi Klopp's, doesn't he, after the game? Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah. He was uh, not a happy bunny, was he? But he, he mentioned something along those lines beforehand, isn't it? That Klopp is used to winning with offsides now. Uh, yeah, but for uh, a game, like he's talking about Dortmund versus Malaga. When Dortmund scored that last minute, I mean, I think the ninth minute of extra time winner when there's four guys offside. And like Pellegringos yep. has clearly been waiting. Like, <laughs> time. for this like, moment. <laughs> yeah, well, he likes offside goals, doesn't he? Hello. Hello. Oh, sweetheart, calm down. Calm down. No, that was only what, a decade ago? <laughs> when was that game? I'm oh god! It would have been a while. It would have been a while ago. Yes, yeah. Um, <clears throat> mate, it's 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 funny, isn't it? Like, cause Klopp, Klopp's easy to dislike, isn't he? It as was a, 2013. As a six years. Okay, it's so not two, five, six years ago. Six, Pellegrini's six years ago. Pellegringos has been has been saving up all that hatred, waiting to get it out, written it down, and it's then Divock Divock goes through on goal. He's thinking to himself, well, no. at least they'll be able to get that insult out. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he fluffs it. Surprise, surprise, does. dear Mott. Ah, Pellegrino's used it already and kept his point. I think he was all right. There you go. I didn't expect that of Pellegrino, actually, to be honest. I, um, you know, of all managers, I, you know, you would have thought a Warnock's would be there or, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, someone who, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the next... Premier League manager to crack. I think it's going to be silver. Uh, but let's we'll we'll get onto that in a second. Actually, with uh, with with Everton and with everything that's going on over there, because he looks like a, a, a bedraggled man, a bedraggled man, a budget whatever the word is. Looks like not he's a bedraggled. Not a but no no not positive. It's negative. Uh, you know he's been dragged through the mud or whatever. Bedazzled. Bejazzled. Anyway, he's all over the shopsties, and uh, yeah, he's he's not having a he's not having a, a good and merry time. Um, mate, let's uh, start 
just very quickly uh, with Manchester City uh, because obviously they've uh, just come off the back of a 2-0 win uh, at um, at David, uh, not David Silva, sorry, at Monsieur oh, Le Silva. <laughs> yes, too many Silvers. It's just not happening. Um, at, uh, um, uh, at Goodison Park. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a, a, a win that takes Manchester City back to the top of the Premier League for the first time since early December, I believe. Uh, I, I think there were, it was December 2nd, December something like that. Um, but yes, takes them back up. It's, it's been almost, it's been two months uh, since they were top of the league. It's weird, isn't it? Because we've been talking so much about Liverpool winning the league now. But Manchester City back on top, goal difference, admittedly with uh, Liverpool still with a game in hand. So if they win their game in hand, uh, uh, then they'll be back up to a three-point lead. But at the moment, they're both on 62 points, uh, tied for the lead. A 2-0 win for Manchester, uh, Manchester City. Goals from uh, Laporte and uh, Baby Jesus Indeed. as well. Uh, yes. Title race is over. It's done. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's done. Like, Liverpool had their chance to go, what was it, 10 points clear if they beat, if they beat City or stay seven yep. points clear and then, then they had the chance to go seven points. I mean, if they'd won... Against two- West Ham against West Ham and against Leicester, not a difficult yep. ask for a, for a team that wants to win the Premier League. They would, be. they would now be six points clear with a game in hand, but as it is, they're, they're behind on goal difference, all right, with a game in hand. So, I, mm. I don't know. I almost feel like Liverpool don't deserve to win it, given the chances that they were given. Okay, it's difficult to go to City and win, but... I think they fluffed it. Um, yeah, and the manner of the goal as well was 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 not good as well. The one against West Ham, you know, the 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 free kick. I mean, it's it's the kind of free kick that, like, you know, we you try on a Sunday on a Sunday league match, you know, and uh, you know, it, c- it can catch people off guard or, or, or whatever. But you know, finishing from that position is never easy. But these guys are pros, and you got to be able to pick up. Uh, uh, Antonio when he's in a position like that you know and uh, he is uh, everybody I mean he's not a little fella is he Antonio he's not not David Silva like sneaking around the back with like a dubious haircut he's a large (laughs) unit is is Mikael Antonio it's a very true very true Um, mate uh, it's I I think I'm with you actually I think it's it's but we we've said it we said at the beginning Manchester City to win this win, win this title they're they're gonna win it, but I, I'd like it to be I'd like it to be competitive. You know, I'd like there to be a bit of ding dongs. It'd be nice if Manchester City ding dropped dong. at least another point somewhere. A little bit of ding dongs, get in there. It'd be nice to see Klopp and, and Guardiola going at it for whatever reason. But yeah, they don't have to give us a bit of needle. Other, though. They don't have to play each other anymore, though, do they? For the league, they've no. done their duties, so no, they're they not don't. gonna. Yeah. Well, unless, unless we... they meet the, you know, the old Champions League. That's interesting as well, yeah. because, because City have a much easier game in the Champions League. Like, they've got, mm. they've got Schalke. Schalke. I, mean, I think we've previously discussed how that's already over. Like, yep, pretty much. That's done. Uh, but, but Liverpool have, have, have some munchens. Yes, uh, yeah, that'll be a munchen. great match. It will. But I mean... I... I fancy Munich really for that one. I, I don't fancy Liverpool. I really don't. I like, I, especially the way that they're playing at the moment. Liverpool are just, um, 
you know, I mean, a lot has got to be said about the fact that they're still top of the table and they'll still be three points clear top of the table in February playing badly. Um, but they need to start playing well again if that's the if that's the case. It's almost like they've lost their attacking flair, you know, that beautiful attacking flair that they had last year of the triumphant Salah, Mane and uh, uh, Bobby, Bobby, beautiful Bobby, teeth. Bobby thing. Firmino oh. has gone off the boil, I think. I think mm. Salah was a little off at the beginning of the season. I think Mane's been good all year, and, and I don't think it's crazy yep. that he scored the two goals in those games where they did pick up a point. I, th- I think Mane's on form, but old Bobby Firmino's not quite sure what we like. I thought against West Ham, he was poor. Poor. Well, and, and Liverpool have been playing without a, a, a striker all season as well, isn't it? It's funny how. You know, so many people sort of say, you know, you have to have a, a focal point. You have to have a striker. Gone are the days where you had two strikers, right? Uh, uh, Watford started that this season with two strikers up front, but that didn't last very long. And everybody was like, yay, a return to the old times of having two strikers up front. Um, uh, then it went very quickly back to one striker. Uh, but like it, you know, Liverpool have done it you know, with Dima Origi on the bench. Uh, and, uh, you know, none of those three are considered to be out-and-out strikers, are they? They're all winger, cross, come, number 10s, possibly false nines. None of them are, are Iguains or Agueros. Um, you know, they're just not in there at all. So, or, okay. interesting. How did, how, I mean, how did you... Oh, I forgot him? about him. Yeah, forgot about him. Because he's... Bloody injured all the time, isn't he? Um, right, mate. Um, let's <laughs> let's get on with this. Let's get on with this. We've got a lot to discuss and a lot to talk about. We've already been discussing a lot of stuff. Um, Liverpool probably to lose it. Uh, Felipe Anderson surely uh, um, he's not going to be at West Ham next season, is he? He's going to be a similar to a Payet situation, whereby he's going to turn around and just go. You know no. what? Uh, Ooh, I'm a bit too good for this lot, mate. I think. The player that I thought, I think Felipe Anderson is, is a good player and a good acquisition. But the player from West Ham who I think is doing and has do, done really well is um, it's the, lad, the other lad in midfield, Declan Rice. Damien Rice. De, sorry, Damien De- Rice. Damien, Declan. Yeah. De- one no, of us Declan. Is, I'm kidding. One of us is right. He's not the singer. Declan. <laughs> May I, uh, for those of us who are He's familiar good, with, yes. with the works of Damien Rice, the singer, I've always theorized. <laughs> That like he's the world's cheeriest man because if you've ever listened to a Damien Rice album, it is pretty full on depressing. Like it is, it is. It's, it's James Blunty know, like, as well. Like no, it's like James Blunty, but with extra depression and a modicum of skill. Um, yeah, yeah, but there's also a knife to the temple. <laughs> so so yeah, I'm not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Declan yeah. Rice. Declan Rice does it for me way more than Damien Rice does it for me. You know what I mean? When I go to bed at night. If yeah. I need, but don't sort of, I know, just always thought that Damien Rice, like when he's not playing, must be really happy, must be like really, <laughs> really like to balance out that level of depression. Must be like tap it, Marcus here. Yes, everybody, nice to be seeing you. I just be, I just be going up there and I'll be singing a song. <laughs> Love it. So you're uh, saying it's very similar to like the life ten. of a clown or a comedian, for so example, right? Eight. In reverse whereby they are uh, very funny during their jobs mm. and, you know, very comical mm. and whatever. And then they get out of their job and they're just like, yes, depressed. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Damien Rice is the cheeriest bloke in the bar. <laughs> like, the whole... <laughs> wow. 
Sorry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is a video, but no one watches it, so we'll be all right. Anyway, anyway Declan Rice. Anyway. Declan Rice. If I were to put no, don't do that. If I were to purchase one, um, I would have laughed so much if the hairdryer turned itself on. <laughs> Uh, but if I were to steal one player from West Ham, it would be Declan Rice. I think he's he's a blossoming into a, a been outstanding. He's been he, really good. He's, yeah, he has. And along with uh, Young Brooks from Bournemouth as well, I think uh, the mm. two of them have lit up uh, the Premier League. And thank God, because it's wonderful to see uh, uh, you know players come in to teams which are kind of mid-table and so they get the opportunity to play in play play all the time but play with a decent enough team that they can that they can develop and that they can play with the freedom that they need to, to to properly develop i think when they when young players like this go to teams which are top six often like hudson adoy and and uh foden and you know all these they don't get enough game time uh and when they go down to the bottom and they're playing right down at the bottom. But, you know, they, they never really get to show their full potential because they're fighting so hard to try and get the ball all the time. If they're strikers, they barely get a shot on goal. Uh, if they're defenders, they probably do do very well because they get a lot of practice, I guess. Uh, but um, it's good to see these, uh, uh, these young players coming through. And, um, uh, you know, Southampton have got a couple of their own coming through as well through the wings. So it'll be very interesting to see uh, uh, how they get along. Oberfamey is a young 18-year-old striker who's, who's, who's coming in. I'm unfortunately, picked up a hamstring injury recently, I but he's got it. He's my got it. to the running order for a minute, and we're talking about Southampton's up-and-coming young players. How, how We're totally you know? out. We're totally out. That's Mate, not written down right. here anywhere. Look, um, uh, let's uh, let's finish off and then have a little bit of a break by talking about uh, uh, the fact that this is, is this a three-legged title race, mate? Is this a three? I know what you're going to say. Well, you're going to keep going on with that whole kind of, no, it's not, it's not, so that you don't well, you know, it's it's not. cow yourself in disappointment uh, towards the end. But mate, it's not. Uh, just speaking of teams, speaking of teams who are doing badly, uh, yet still able to grind out the results. We're talking about that with Liverpool. Yeah, I mean Spurs are right there. They they've got they haven't got no Ali. They've got no Kane. They've had no no signings uh, 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 in both windows. Uh, uh, Son has been away for a whole month. You were in second just a, a couple of days ago. You're you're still in third. You're still within touching distance. You are still completely mathematically able to win this Premier League title. No, we're not in it. And I'll tell you for why. Shall I tell you for why? Okay. Because we're six yeah, points behind. Right? Six uh-huh. points behind. How many games have Liverpool lost this year? One. Um, uh, how, many have Manchester oh, City, how many have Manchester City lost over the last two years? Five. Yeah. Like, we require both of them. Right? No, so, no I'm, 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 honestly, I'm being realistic here. For Tottenham, yeah, to, yeah, win yeah, the, yeah. For Tottenham to win the title, we hmm. have to, we have to go to the Emirates and win. We have to, not the Emirates, where is it Man City play? You know, wherever. The city yeah, yeah, Etihad. Yeah. Etihad, sorry. We have to go to the Etihad and win. We have to go to mm-hmm. Anfield and win. And yep. hope that... Doable. The, like, I'm sorry, but when was the last time we went to either place and won? I don't think we've won at Anfield in like oh, something United, like 20 years. Uh, it was United, sorry. We, yeah. we, we beat City under Pellegringos um, 
Uh, and I mean, I remember Eric has scored on his birthday, but like, I want to say that's four years ago. Like, but yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think we've won at Anfield in like something like 20 years or something ridiculous. Like I, we could go there and get a result, but to go to both of them and win in both places. And even then in the case of Liverpool, we have to hope that they, um, they mess up another game more than we do. So we'd practically have to win close to every game left for the rest of the season and do so with Kane out for another month or so and Delhi out for another two weeks on top of that. Come on, it's just not going to happen. Like, and I get upset about it because people build Tottenham up into being that. And then when we get within seven points of, of City rather than six, it'll be Tottenham have bottled that. They've absolutely yeah. bottled it. They've taken yeah. their they've taken their negative net spend of twenty million over the yeah. last five years. Now, I don't know if you've seen this stat that's been been flashing around. It's um, it's a really good stat. So if if you took Tottenham Hotspur's wage bill and doubled I saw this actually, yes, yeah, doubled the salary of every yep. single player on the team, like even George, Kevin, and Kudu, you double his salary. And you'd still be 700 grand a week short of what City pay their team. Uh, I think it's even, isn't there a number of extra players they can buy yeah, or something have, on top? You'd have to buy seven players on, a, on 100 grand a week to get to yep, where yep. City are. So that's double <laughs> Delhi, double Ericsson, double Hugo Lloris, all of them big players, double their salaries, and we're still 700 grand a week short of what City pay their team. Mate, so, there's one word for that. There's one word. Money. Stability. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't like people talking about Tottenham Hotspur being, being in a title race because then we're made out to be bottlers when we don't win the title, whereas we're actually yeah, dramatically yeah, yeah. overachieving. Like, yes, it's very true. It's very true. And, and let's, let's hope that the, the, the stupid pundits out there, you know, the, the really smart ones like Martin Keown and Gary Neville, uh, you know, <laughs> let's just hope that they're able to see that side of it. Um, although, speaking of that, Gary Neville did come to, to Tottenham's defence in regards to their stadium a little while back, didn't he? But uh, 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 when he was fighting Jamie Carragher over that thing. But look, um, yeah, look, I, I totally get where you're coming from. And I think also after the disappointment of the Leicester season as well, uh, because that was really... That was the chance. That was the opportunity. That they did bottom a little. You you weren't ever the favourites for that though, were you? I don't think you were ever... But we weren't chasing down Leicester. Like the Chelsea Chelsea season when we finished second to them, we Mm. we were chasing down a team with better resources. When we were chasing that Leicester team... We lost in that season. We lost at home to Leicester in a game that we absolutely battered them. Keynes hit the crossbar, mm. and Huth scored ahead of late. Like that season, looking back, they, that was a lost opportunity. Certainly, I feel that that was. But like since then, they're they're overachieving. Really, I really yeah, think oh, fair enough. Um, mate, you've got uh, you've got Sonny back, so that's that's Yay. probably the lovely thing. And, nice uh, one, and nice one, a, a quick, um, uh, 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 yeah, like I mean, 
it's it's kind of weird. Again, we're talking about you know Tottenham sticking in there, and will they have their ch- title chases, uh, whatever? I think you only need to watch the Newcastle match um, and see that it took a bit of a Dubravka howler for you guys to actually get past them in the end. Although if you don't shoot, you don't score. Don't uh, so, tickets on you can't win the lottery. You can't win. You can't win, mate. You know what I mean? Uh, so I, that 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 is exactly what went through my mind when when Sonny shot because I thought. You know, just straight the keeper, mate. That's that's not going. That's pathetic. And then, oh, oh, hang on. What? <laughs> he went under his under his what? Under his whole blimmin' body. And Dubravka is not someone. I don't think anybody will turn around to Dubravka and go, right, okay, we need to get another keeper because no, he's, he's been, been really outstanding for for years. Yeah, for he is a good goalkeeper. Yeah, I feel feel really bad for him. Uh, I think. Um, but uh, but yeah, mate. Look, it's 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 really shaping up. The Premier League is shaping up, and it. it is it's getting juicy we're into february we've got a couple of months left you know a lot can happen a lot so in fact and a lot will happen because i mean it was a three it was a three horse race at the beginning of the season with chelsea let's not let's not forget you know chelsea uh, liverpool and manchester city won their first 12 games on the trot or something wasn't it some kind of ridiculous they didn't lose for the first 12 or something yeah yeah. i didn't lose for the first 12 yeah you know and they were they were smashing everybody and getting past everybody you know chelsea have fallen off the rails suddenly to you know during christmas it looks like that was the sari uh effect you know of a manager coming in for the first time and, and having to deal with so many games in in one go he just probably couldn't do it um but um but mate let's let's take a small break and let's come back and talk about chelsea uh, a little bit and uh, talk about how right we were about the fattest Higuainist Argentine ever to grace the Premier League. Oh God, Higuain, Higuain, where art thou, Higuain? Hopefully, very far from part two. And welcome back to part two of the Born Offside uh, podcast. Um, uh, just a quick one, uh, uh, by the way, we've got an, a, a new email, bornoffsidepodcast at gmail.com. That's bornoffsidepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, email us in uh, with your thoughts and prayers as well, if you want. You Preferably know, so. on football. Yeah, that, that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers of football. Uh, 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 do we, Mother Sin? Tell us uh, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, uh, whether or not you agree or disagree, possibly disagree with a large uh, majority of the, the crazy things that we do uh, come up with here. Um, uh, uh, follow us as well on Twitter and, of course, listen to our podcast uh, on any of the platforms that you wish to do so on. Um, Mate, let's move on to the Champions League spots. Uh, and uh, very quickly, let's move on to, to Chelsea. Chelsea uh, last weekend uh, smashed Huddersfield uh, to one side, uh, 5-0. Mate, um, Higuain, what a player, man. We were saying it, you know, in the last couple of podcasts, you know, how unbelievable this guy is. Uh, goal after goal, record after record, slim trim getting into it this guy is sex on wheels to women all over the world and some men whatever whatever's your preference i don't care dogs whatever uh but he is literally proving us completely right is he not yeah i mean yeah he's just living up to his reputation given to him unto me un- by me unto him that he's a flat track bully who scores goals against Huddersfield, and that's what he did <laughs> 
Sorry, he's still fat. Mate, they were energizing uh, about him. On Match of the Day, they were just, it was amazing to hear them. You know, his movement was exceptional. And finally, Hazard has somebody to link up with. And this guy's finishing is unbelievable. I mean, admittedly, there were two very nice goals. Uh, one smashed into the top corner near post. Keeper could have done better, I guess. Uh, but the second one he took very, very nicely. Ball came to him from uh, a... a um, uh, Kante touch, which I thought was played a little bit too far behind him, yet he still managed to 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 sort of curl it and uh, uh, and yeah, and you know made it uh, made it four or five, I think I can't quite remember at that time. But um, uh, you're standing by, it, are you? Flat track bully. Yeah. Yep. Fat. Fat All right. flat track bully. Fat flat track bully. Fat, just call him fat trap bully. That's it. Just the fat track out. bully. <laughs> You got him the fat track bully. You've done it again, mate. It's very good. Against Huddersfield, you got yourself a brace. So um, it, it's interesting to see it. Lots of people are now saying that he is, he's going to take this on to new levels, new heights. Uh, uh, you don't believe so, do you? Fair enough. Thank you very much for that. Uh, that was a lovely uh, pointer. Um, Chelsea, of course, have got um, uh, a big match uh, this weekend. And uh, it's... It, I guess, and a lot of people have been talking about that as well. Iguain comes in; his first game was against um, was against Bournemouth, and he he really didn't do very well, did he? Uh, but then, bang, comes over here, scores two against uh, against Huddersfield in a five nil win. Now, uh, on the weekend, he's going to have to go; they're going to have to go up to the Etihad and uh, and, and play Manchester City. I guess this is where we will find out his true worth, won't, won't we? Yeah, and it'll be it'll be rubbish. I think and I think rubbish. I think given that game that City and Chelsea had earlier in the season, mm-hmm. I think that um, City will want a little bit of the old revenge, and mm-hmm. I fully expect them to actually quite talk Chelsea. If I'm being honest, yeah, like because no, I enough. I'm going to now use my tactical master brain tell you how you beat Chelsea. Are you ready? put a man on Jorginho could it possibly be that simple <laughs> yes it's that simple no no wait Sarri ball there must be something else what am I overlooking here no you just put a man on Jorginho any man yeah it doesn't matter just put whoever doesn't matter. Jorginho okay I've got it get a man mark Jorginho <laughs> game over <laughs> exactly <laughs> I, 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 you know, you got it. You got it, and it's it's a that's that's amazing. You should you should really be uh, uh, distributing this information through to all Premier League managers out there and European managers, whoever's facing Chelsea in the in 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 the European Cup. I think it's Malmo. Um, uh, <laughs> Jorginho, it's just it's unbelievable. It's like Sari. Sari has been coming out saying that he you know he was very happy because they played his way. Uh, against Huddersfield, which is through Jorginho. Uh, <laughs> That's through right. Jorginho, um, and uh, uh, but it's, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, your statement imagine, last week. I could just imagine Maurizio Sarri, like because you remember the 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 Manchester City um, documentary, and we said that at the time that Pep Guardiola and his and his chalkboard. It's not a chalkboard. It's a whiteboard with magnets. And we said that, like you know, he seemed to be saying a lot. Nico de David. Nico, pass it to David. But like it, we, you know, we were joking. There were variations. I could just see the Sari board 
with all these arrows pointing into this person at the base of midfield. Just, just, just pointing in. And then, like, Hazard going, boss, uh, even this one, I have to, yeah, to Jorginho. <laughs> really? See, <laughs> see, si, si, to Jorginho. <laughs> like... <laughs> There's everything through him, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, Man City are not that kind of team, though, are they? They're not the kind of team to put a player on a player. So, uh, will you just think Mate, that Fernandinho Pep, will Pep's be... Pep's got bored. I don't know if you saw the <laughs> Arsenal game, but Pep was like, yes. I'm really bored. What can I do to make this interesting? <laughs> I'll put Emmerich Laporte at left back. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be fun. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. Well, I don't know. I've done that already. What else could I do? <laughs> I could take Fernandinho and play him at the play him. Where could I play him? Centre back? Yeah. I've got John yeah. Stones as an actual centre back. Nah, fuck that. I play. I play. I swear. Like you remember when 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 Pep decided that Philip Lamb was a holding midfielder? Like, do you remember that? It's just like I don't like Philip Lamb at right back, where he's won a World Cup and a whole bunch of trophies gonna play him at the base of midfield that's where i'm gonna play (laughs) i swear one day like pep's just gonna go right edison's up front (laughs) mendy just in behind i'm putting david silver in goal and then my back my back four is aguero jesus Kyle walker Uh, (laughs) maris maris at right back yeah yeah and then, and, with your feet. and then City get 75% of possession and win 3-0. <laughs> and, <you're> like, <laughs> and everyone's calling him a mastermind tactical genius. Actually, to be fair and, to the uh, mass media, uh, they don't do that. They don't do that. They, they look and they go, he's done something weird and we don't understand why it's worked. And he has to be a genius because they've won. But we don't want to call him that because we don't understand what he does. Like, that's how the British media treats Pep Guardiola. Like, they really are like, he's done weird things. He's done, he's done a bunch of strange stuff. It doesn't look like 4-2-2, Gaff. You know, like... <laughs> I don't get it. 4-4-2, sorry, mate. I can't even say it. I don't get it. It's not 4-4-2. It's not symmetrical, Lily. Like, I can't do it, mate. Sorry. I don't, I don't know um, what he's done. <laughs> It's so true, isn't it? It's, uh, I think a lot of people have tried to dissect it. It's not only the British mass media. It's, it's people all around the world, right? What is it that makes these teams that he's got so special? Um, training ground uh, movements, which are repeated over and over again, as well as rondos. Yeah. And I think, that, I think that's it. I think that's what he does. He, it's, it's, there's a certain amount of tactical moves. Uh, for example, here's a classic one, the one that Liverpool do all the, all the bloody time. Knock it into the, uh, to, to the front two uh, or front, any of the front three. Let them hold it up and then knock it back to Shakiri. Shakiri whack it across field to Trent Alexander-Arnold or, or whoever it is on, on, on the wing who knocks it back in across the six-yard box for Mane to tap in. All right, that is a training ground move, which they practice. City do a lot of the same. Again. City do a lot of yes. like pull yeah, it back true. to the kind of the I mean and Tottenham have theirs as well Tottenham have this move that they do endlessly where Ericsson gets the ball kind of between the edge of the 18 yard box and the and the top of the D 
D that's attached to the 18 yard box and he just puts it up to the, the, the back post where Deli Ali Deli Ali like yep, yep. he does it again and again and again and again and yep, people yep, yep, yep. To, yeah and City I think that, uh, Aguero's hat trick that he scored against Arsenal was from a cumulative what seven yards like yes. the, the goals that he scored I mean they weren't very far away and it seems quite clear that that's the goal that Pep wants to score. He doesn't want mm. screamers from 35 yards. He doesn't want header from corners. He wants, I want tap-ins for Sergio that have been played yeah. to him by, by, by Leroy <laughs> or Raheem. That's all I want. And I'm not going to be happy until I have a game with six of those. That's all I and want. And the move has to start mm-hmm. from Edison. Yeah, 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 right. It has yeah. to start. That's how it has to start from Edison. Um, the whole principle or the idea of starting the move from Edison is is perfect. I can imagine just what he's saying to his players when they're in training. If you start everything from Edison, just imagine that is the maximum amount of space and ground that you're going to have on a football pitch to stretch the other team. Right? If you give it back to Edison and you've managed to pull all of their attackers forward towards mm-hmm. Edison and then you get it out of that position you've now got space everywhere else mm-hmm. so get it back to Edison as much as you possibly can and draw in the attackers and draw in the attacking midfielders hopefully getting four of them to come in and try and press to try and get the ball off them but the truth is you've got five or six players down there you should be able quite easily yeah. to get it past those four people especially because those four people are doing everything that they can to try and get the ball and when you do everything that you can like full speed ahead you're not thinking you're yeah. not thinking pro- properly you're, you're, you're like a, a rabid dog you know chasing a, a rabbit you know you're just like oh, i just gotta get that ball you're not thinking properly and that's why whenever edison does a little knock back and and someone else sort of slides past him everyone thinks it's absolutely amazing but actually when you're in that position as a striker your eyes light up, you know, you're just like, oh my God, all I need to do is get one little touch and I've scored. You know, and then you dive in to try and get it. And then Edison's no. done your kipper, you know? So um, I, I totally see that rationale, you know, making space upfield uh, so that you're able to, to, to go ahead and start it all. Um, but along with that, it is training ground movements, you know, and that's what people need to be practicing all the time, isn't it? So, um, mate, it's, uh, it's, a, Nonetheless, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, mate, it's, I think it's going to be a very good title season. And the Champions League spots is what we're talking about. Chelsea 5-0 against Huddersfield. Fat Higuain, uh, uh, he's, he's not really the man that we thought he was. Well, we'll soon see about that, certainly against Man City next weekend. Um, Leicester nil, Manchester United 1. The silky, sulky train rolls on. And, mate, there's been a lot of talk uh, this week once again from both camps hasn't there there's been talk that that solly's got it already there's been there've been um, uh, messages from inside old trafford uh, uh saying that apparently he's already been given the job uh and then there's also talk from the other side saying no it's not it's pochettino who's definitely got it and now real madrid are coming in going hello yeah, actually we want him thank you very much <laughs> you know and uh it's it, 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 mate i i fear for for, for Tottenham and Poch, to be honest. I really do. Because I, I know what you want and I know what every Tottenham supporter wants. They want Pochettino to just come out and just go, you know what? No, I'm not going to either one of those clubs. Real Madrid will just fire me after six months anyway. And Man United, fair enough, they'll give me time. They'll be patient. But they're, you know, they're a whole huge team 
uh, away from being built into to something magnificent, or at least that's what you would have thought when Mourinho was there. Um, but now you look at that team now and you think maybe Pochettino wouldn't mind getting his hands on, on Rashford and Martial and all of them lot. Mate, Rashford. Is he the striker we've all been hoping for for the last couple of uh, couple of years? You know, um, he's been playing out on the wing all the time and uh, uh, cutting inside from a number eleven position or, or traditional number seven uh, position. Now Solky is playing him up front as a central striker. Is this where he belongs? It's yeah. I mean, it's where he came through, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. and he seems to be scoring lots of goals and be happy and confident. And benefiting from not having a, a small Portuguese man trying to kill his soul. Um, which yeah, that's is, what my wife says to me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do, feel, I I do would, feel better when a small Portuguese man is not trying to kill my soul from the inside. Oh, it is liberating. <laughs> it's liberating. You went Welsh there for a second. I did. I did. A little, like, little bit of Welsh. Yeah, a little bit of Welsh. That's okay. <laughs> from Blenny. Um, You're from Blenny. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Like Marcus Rashford scores goals now. I don't know. It's not all that interesting. Manchester United need to get Ole Gunnar Solskjaer tied down to a 25-year contract. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't think 20. Like, how many years did Fergie do? 27. I don't think it's unrealistic yeah, to ask Ole to to sign a 25-year completely binding no pochettino agreement I, and <laughs> the talk is all coming in that Sol, that solly is just emulating everything that ferguson has been yeah uh, i mean i think it's pretty well well known that, that that fergie is running that club from his house like <laughs> like no no i think he's just sat in an armchair and he's going um to the left <laughs> no, or he's going tell Ole to bring him off Hang on, hang on. That was the wrong accent. <laughs> situation. Tell, tell all that. Bring him off. He is situation. And then, uh, and then Mike, oh. Fe- Mike Phelan is taking the phone calls and going, got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, don't play Lukaku. And he's not, only, <laughs> like, he's not only running, not only running that side of aspect, yeah. Halfway through the match, he's also going, toilet light out in male, <laughs> male E4. Male E4, toilet light out. <laughs> Lukaku to warm up properly. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not coming on. Just tell him to warm up. <laughs> headphone calibration. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny, really, isn't it? Because there's that whole Glazer thing uh, where the Glazers were trying to push him out for so long, and now what? What are they take, taking pity on the fact that he 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 you know was was forced into going to hospital. I think what's secretly been happening is that hospital, that hospital trip was actually the Glazers examining whether or not they could plug his brain into something and then <laughs> plant said brain into Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's body and, and run him from there. Mate, like if Solskjaer like, turns up to the next press conference going, see Asian. <laughs> mate it's a fucking conspiracy it, you're totally right you are totally right that is exactly what was happening at the hospital at that time they covered it all up with him having a heart w- 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 i forgot what it was was it uh was it brain valve? removal oh, i was brain remo- sorry he's having brain, brain removal surgery <laughs> that's exactly 
<laughs> That's exactly what it was. Mate, um, uh, Fat Lukaku, uh, where to from, uh, from, from here? Poor guy. He's not much, uh, much else he can do. Yeah, right. Weight Watchers. Okay, fair enough. And Leicester City, uh, it's, uh, losing that way. It was unfortunate, really, that they lost, wasn't it? Because they had some chances. Uh, and they've still got some great players in there with, um, uh, with Madison. And, uh, 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 of course, they've got... Um, is Fuchs still there? <laughs> Love him. Love a bit of Fuchs. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, with, with obviously with Vardy and, the, and uh, with Pereira and, uh, you know, they've got a lot of creative uh, uh, attacking movement up front and they were a bit unlucky to lose 1-0, weren't they, against Man United? But uh, um, no, yeah, that's, that's the way the cookie crumbles, isn't it? Mate, move on to the relegations. Beautiful. Let's go. Um, let's take a quick break and move on to the relegations. Relegation, relegation. Seven nations. Relegations. They're going down. They're going down. All the way down, to Kingston Town. I wish these two would go down somewhere and not come back. I might celebrate that. Welcome back to part three. Uh, the relegation doggy fight at the bottom. Imagine like six or seven dogs, uh, uh, all of them on the young side, fighting down at a dell somewhere. Um, uh, you throw a cookie a, up What's a dell got to do with it? A dell. A dell is like, a, a, is like the, the little oh, area. Oh, I thought you meant a dell. Like a dell. No, no. Well, someone we like you. That like a dell. I'm not that mean, you know. I would throw Adele into the middle of six dogs and see what happens. Like, cover if, her in bacon. If the and then seven see teams fighting relegation at the bottom of the Premier League are dogs, then yep. Neil Warnock's Cardiff City are one of those super shaggy, like, Dulux dog things that you don't really know where the head is. Okay, who's the pit bull terrier? Who's the pit bull? No, hang on, that's Neil Warnock. Yeah, that's <laughs> Neil Warnock. And then Fulham are like a really, really pretty dog that's totally useless. Like, you know, like, like a beagle. Like, looks great, utterly insane. That's Fulham. <laughs> that's Fulham. All right, okay. Um, let's, who's... who's like, hang on a second. We've got bottom, bottom of the table at the moment uh, oh. is Huddersfield. So, let, oh, yeah. Huddersfield, Huddersfield are the desperately sad dog that's been hit by three cars and left to die by the side of the road. Right. A dachshund, dachshund maybe. It doesn't matter. Or, it's, uh, like, it's just been battered. Any dog. Take your pick. All right. Yeah. Cardiff are the pit bulls. Cardiff, uh, a mangled pit bull with only one eye. Um, <laughs> and Fulham, a, and a, Fulham are a, are a a nutty, a nutty beagle. Who's next? Give me my next one. Burnley. Burnley are next. Oh, Burnley are like, uh, oh, they're like a pug. Like, a pug? Yeah. Right. Like, Sounds good. You know, wily and hanging in there, but like, you know, scratchy voiced. No one really likes them. <laughs> no. Next. Nope. All right, okay. Southampton, mate. Southampton are next. And I think they should be, just be a German shepherd, of course, because they've got, you know... Yes, but a German shepherd that's been hanging around for quite a while and you're kind of surprised he hasn't died. But it's, it's still there. And like every year you're like, oh, still alive. 
Yeah, but still dangerous. Thank you very much. Still dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, if you did yeah, get yeah, the yeah. wrong end of it, it might just be able to do you a little bit of damage, but me. <laughs> Mate, Newcastle. Newcastle is yes. actually, it's not a dog. It's, okay. um, it's some kind of beast. Like, <laughs> and you're not quite sure what it is. Like, and 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 like you know, you only see it in glimpses up on some mountain, and it's cold and oh. weird and oh. fair enough, depressing. <laughs> and there's only two more that are really involved in the in the relegation fight, and that's Crystal Palace and Brighton. Uh, so would you? Crystal go Palace are a grand. It's a grand. A greyhound. It's a grand. It runs around the track from London, South London. Grand runs around a lot. Loves it. Loves a little dig on the dogs. Lovely, lovely. Old man Brighton. for an owner, old man Roy, old man Roy with down with the dogs. Right. That's what Crystal Palace are. Brighton. Brighton are the world's most dull dog. Like Okay. Chihuahua? Dog, no, no, Chihuahua's a feisty and like no, this is just a really, really boring dog. That okay. you don't hate because it doesn't cause any problems and like and you know, at doggy daycare it just kind of politely goes off and sits in the corner and doesn't say or do much or anything and and okay. at the end of the day you go i actually like that dog that's what bright now and i can't even tell you what kind of dog it is because i can't remember because it's so boring <laughs> all right but boring nonetheless thank you very much for that i think that was that's enough of comparing um the uh relegation premier league teams to dogs and boring ones at that uh um uh, uh, some of them being violent um but uh but yeah we've got uh, we, we do have a relegation fight uh this year and what a scrap it is really because you probably could quite uh, easily say that it, it goes all the way down to uh, uh from 20th up to 13th where uh, where brighton are on 27 points um <clears throat> I know that from a Southampton perspective, of course, obviously we were really hoping and, and, and looking to try to, to, to get into that sort of mid-table uh, obscurity kind of area. But the truth is, I, I, you know, it's, it's taken a little bit longer. And, and the fact that there's been no signings this, this January window as well for Southampton has, been, has come as a little bit of a surprise, a little bit of a shock to Southampton supporters uh, uh, everywhere. So we'll, we'll have to see how, how that one sort of comes along. But mate, um, uh, just we'll, we'll go over them very, very quickly um, over the weekend. But Burnley won, Southampton won. Uh, I'm not sh entirely sure if you saw this one or not, but my unbiased view uh, of this is the ref basically cheated Southampton. Uh, and uh, that's my unbiased view. And I think that it's quite simple. Southampton dominated the first 60 minutes. Admittedly, they sat back too soon. I think that was the issue. They needed to still try to hit them on the break between the 70th and 80th minutes, but they didn't. From the, from, the, from the 70th minute onwards, they just sat back and tried to hold on for, for, the, for, for the 24 minutes that was remaining because there was four minutes of extra time. And, um, and mate, it was, it, it was a penalty that, you know, in, in, in my view, was not a penalty. Hello? 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 Oh, Hello? Wait. <laughs> mate, I never fall asleep during your Tottenham escapades. Give me my two seconds on Southampton. Tottenham are relevant, anyway. mate. Anyway, go on. Oi. <laughs> we might be relegated, mate. And that would be relevant. So, um, you would never see me again. Um, 
I know. But it was it was a it was a relegation fight, and it was a six pointer that ended up in one point each. So that's not a six pointer in the end, is it? It's just a two pointer. Two pointer. Yeah. Um. Mate, the other game that happened, uh, well, there was two other sort of relegation matches uh, that happened. Crystal Palace 2, Fulham 0. Big disappointment for Fulham after scoring four I last I think they're week. done. They're I done? That's it for Fulham? Done. I mean, Huddersfield are done. I think Fulham are increasingly looking done. And I think you've actually only got one spot left open. And it's, yes. honestly, I think it's Cardiff or Newcastle. Really? You don't think Burnley are going to be sucked into it? No, Burnley have, have started to win games ever since they dropped Joe Hart. <laughs> like Sean Dyche has gone. <laughs> Hang Funny on. that. Hang on. <laughs> What's happening? <clears throat> Jesus, how does that man make it through the day talking like that? I don't know. They just don't like it. What about when he's in training? Does it? I don't oh, know. God, I don't even want to try and test my voice <laughs> to see if I can do it. <laughs> Man, I'm not sure I would ever play for Burnley if Dice was there simply because of that. Mate, he's going to have to change his voice on the training ground. Otherwise, no go. Sorry, you sorry. can't talk to me like that. You can't talk to me like that. What's he said? No, no it's sorry. not what he said. It's the way he said it. <laughs> How he said it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that voice. Do you know, uh, those, uh, was it those whistles that they, they, they blow to attract ducks so they can shoot them? Mm. Could he not just put the whistle in front of him like this? <laughs> and then he'd have a normal person's voice. <laughs> Possibly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Doris. How's it going? Oh, Sean. Yeah, you sound normal. <laughs> Ever yeah. since I got this duck whistle. <laughs> um, mate, what about Brighton, though? I mean, they're on a shit run of form, aren't they? They're doing really badly. Um, yeah, they could, they could. It's just that with Fulham and Huddersfield, I think, being set adrift, it means it's one spot. And I think yeah, I guess Bright- so. Brighton do really well at home. Like they've turned over like Manchester United at home. I think they'll be okay. And then I think I think it's like honestly, I think it's Cardiff and Newcastle. Palace are too- Palace have got Mitchy Batshuayi and Man- I mean Palace are far too good to be down there. And and then Southampton now are now a properly run team. Yeah, yep. for me, it's 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 Cardiff on Newcastle. It's Cardiff on Newcastle. Okay, fair enough. Um, uh, probably Cardiff yeah, as well. Probably m- more likely to be Cardiff. It's yeah. uh, uh, we, we've been sort of anticipating it all season long, anyway. Uh, so it would be pretty crazy if they didn't. Half of me wants them to stay up a little bit because I I feel as though well, Neil Warnock is good value for money. Well, we haven't seen the full Warnock package yet this season, have we? We've he had peaked very early with his yeah, life he... wasn't in danger, so it wasn't a red card. Well, apart from that, everything has been a bit drab with him. He's well, had a I bit. Of... His Brexit opinions were a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't, but I, I just feel like he's he's got one more level to get to, you know, yes, and yes. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see him get to it so uh so that would be very nice to to have a look mate they did really well uh for an uh what was an emotional match of course with uh with everything that's been happening with salah two nil uh a victory over bournemouth and mate you called it with bournemouth they played you know they put four past chelsea and last week you said now they always do badly after a good result and uh there you go there, there you go they did it um 
no David Brooks, admittedly, for this one. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, still, nonetheless, they've got enough quality to be able to get a much better result than that against Cardiff. Do you think the, 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 the state and the emotion of, the, of, of the, the, the whole stadium and everything got the better of them? Or do you think that, uh, Possibly. Possibly. I think, you know, Bournemouth are well coached, but not like I don't think their players are all that good. Really, mm-hmm. like, and um, I think Cardiff, are, you know, are physically, their strengths are Bournemouth's weaknesses, and, and and the other way around. And I just think that they they had that little extra level of desire to win it. And um, in a way, I'm glad they did because uh, I think uh, Neil Warnock is genuinely um torn up about the whole Salah thing I think he, I think he genuinely thinks that you know a little bit of the if I hadn't signed him he wouldn't have had to take that flight type thing so I think um obviously though it's, it's weird it's, it's uh you I, know I, not his fault I think he kind of does seem yeah. to blame himself a little bit and I feel for him even though he is Neil Warnock well you saw his uh, yeah yeah um well, <laughs> you saw his uh his interview after the match uh I think mm. even on match of the day, I can't remember match of the day or, or whether it's just on the BBC or whatever, but you know, he was, he was genuinely close to tears at the end there, unless that was fake. I mean, in which case, what a, what a no. freak. Uh, but uh, like, no, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it was at all. He doesn't, he lives with his heart on his sleeve. That, that man, he always has done, um, you know, it's a great game, you know, and uh, oh, it was a very enjoyable football match that, you know, so I, I loved it. Um, and we've seen a lot of that this season and, uh, uh, by the way, for people, enthusiasts uh, or people who are new to the Premier League who were wondering why we were going on about how excited and not about having Warnock here, he's been very uncharacteristically nice uh, this year, hasn't he? And uh, it's not, it, there's not been enough of his uh, um, uh, uh, sort of antics in front of the cameras that we would have, we would have liked to. But anyway, uh, that's another pointer. Um, but yeah, no, for, for sure, he's, he definitely got very, very emotionally involved with, uh, with that at the end. And, uh, and of course, our thoughts uh, are out with everybody who's involved with that. Uh, they started to find uh, parts of the wreckage now uh, of the plane. So we'll know in the next few days of, of the final results of that. Um, mate, let's finish off today uh, with a match which means very, very little to Premier League uh, standings, but to, but that does mean a lot to uh, to football players and managers uh, from a certain country that I love very much. Um, Everton played against Wolves over uh, on the weekend uh, up at Goodison Park. It was uh, and and. It, it, it was the Battle of the Portuguesas, and uh, uh, there was Nuno uh, Spirito, the spirit of the Saint Nuno on one side, and uh, uh, Silva, uh, the David uh, Bush, uh, not the David, sorry, the... Um, uh, Mark uh, Bush. The, Marcus Bush, uh, yes, on the other side. And, uh, and mate, uh, Wolves, uh, Wolves spanked them. They absolutely spanked them. I, they, 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 I watched this game and it was it was unbelievable. Wolves are, are, are flying. They are they are a team which I don't know what what do Wolves need? It was three one by the end. Uh, by, by the way, in the end, with some I mean, lovely if, goals. If Wolves had a, a competent striker, I mean, I think the lad Jimenez yes. is hardworking and, and a decent like connection type player, but he's not yeah. a goal scorer. If they had a twenty goals a season, man. Like, you know, even yeah. a Michi Bichwai or um, I think 
they'd be they'd be chasing down the top six at least and like you know threatening those okay. those Champions League spaces. They've got Rui Patricio, who what top ten top ten goalkeepers in the world. Yes, yeah, very, you've very got, good. You've got Joao Moutinho, all right, who's coming towards the end of his career. Joao Moutinho should be playing for Wolves. Like, come on. I know. <laughs> Nebs is a, is a I, Champions League level player. And they've yeah. got the, um, the right back is, is pretty decent. And they've... Diogo Jota, who's on one side and... He's all right. Uh, I'm not convinced about him. But they, I mean, if they had... With Keeps Vinegar. coming through, and if they had like a proper yes. strife, if they, had, if they had Stevie Ball, can they get Stevie Ball? <laughs> like, how old is he? Get him, get, him, get him back, get him out of retirement, get him up front. I think, I think they'd be a proper <laughs> team. Um, mate, where would they be in the table? Let's just say, where would they be in the table if they had um, uh, Sergio Aguero on their team? Fifth. Fifth, okay. yeah. Stevie Bull's fifty-three, by the way. So, <laughs> Damn. Um, didn't they? Uh, uh, how, how about that Japanese guy who's just signed a one-year extension at the age of fifty for his team? Um, did you hear about that? Yes, oh, I did. I don't uh, think yeah. that's. The, I don't think that's the lad they want. I think they should. <laughs> The thing about that Japanese fella is that it, that that story keeps coming around every year. You yeah. know, <laughs> it's like it's been going on now for about ten years now. They've been going, oh, he's forty-three and he's getting offenses. Right, well, he's forty-four now. It's getting it's now fifty-one. It's getting a bit old. The story's getting old. I don't like what right, you've done there, um, <laughs> um, mate. Uh, yeah, with, so with Sergio Aguero in the form that he's in at the moment, yeah, because he's blown, he blew a, bl- blew a bit hot and cold, uh, cold when uh, uh, Guardiola first came in and seemed to sideline him and say, "That's not the way that I want you to be playing." Now suddenly he's coming into his own and he's he's scoring and playing unbelievably well. Um, with him in there, you think the Wolves would be fifth? Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think they'd need. So what would they need more on top of that? to be challenging for the title, apart from a Sergio Aguero. Because that I means they still... I don't fancy their back, their back two, like their centre-backs. Like Willie Bolly? You mean, don't fancy Willie Bolly? Willie Bolly. You can't Bolly. do that to him. He's, <laughs> I can. No. You can and I have. No, you can't. <laughs> Willie Bolly. Willie Bolly. Willie Bolly. <laughs> Willie Bolly. <laughs> no, bastard. no, no. I'm sorry. All right. I don't think Willie Bolly's quite there. Uh, Doherty has... has, has come out strong hasn't he he's, yeah. he's done pretty well yeah there you go but no. that's what i think anyway okay all right a wonderful match at uh, goodison uh mate we'll wrap up with um uh, uh the the andre gomez goal which i thought was very very nice he's really starting to come in for everton and if anything uh if anybody's going to save silver's job it's probably going to be him isn't it uh they need him to come in strong they need him to really start uh, uh firing on all cylinders and, and and they need him to start uh, doing well uh tonight obviously was another loss but admittedly to man city so that's sort of understandable um, but they need to start doing something more about what's going on otherwise would you say that Silva's head is the next one to be on the chop you have to be alarmed by the fact that, that Marco Silva comes in does really well then does really mm. badly like that's kind of the, mm. the thing he does really really well then he does very very badly like if you I mean a whole like he wins something like you know 
I think his win percentage is like close to 50% in his first 10 and close to 10% in his, in his second. And then, yeah, yeah. and then uh, at Watford, it was close to 50% in his first like, 15 games and then close to 10% in his, it, and it's the same now at Everton. I don't think it's quite as bad as 10%, but it's bad. And mm. um, I think, They've had a huge net spend and he probably has to watch his back. Right. I mean, this year alone, uh, apart from uh, wins against Bournemouth and Lincoln City in the third round of the FA Cup, uh, everything else has been, you know, defeats this year. You know, uh, they, um, sorry, they did beat Huddersfield uh, as well, but that's no, no great feat, is it really? So they're just this team of... Sudden inconsistency at the moment. Are all fingers going to be blamed at uh, pointing at, at silver for this, or, or, or can we say that that there have been players that individually that have let him down on the pitch? Well, Tosin, Tosin's been rubbish. <clears throat> mm, fair enough. But he has. Yep. I mean, in Theo Walcott, you can always point a finger at Theo Walcott, but um, it's true. It's fun. Is. Point. Yeah, right. Still, Walcott getting progressively slower. Um, yeah, um, they've got matches uh, coming up against uh, Watford uh, and Cardiff. They'll lose that. Uh, they might win that. Yeah, uh, and then and then a big one against Liverpool at the beginning of March at Goodison. So, uh, would you be saying that if they lost that match against Liverpool, that would be it? Good, well, be. time for a change. Because it's Good March, work. they've only got another, what, 10, 10, 12 matches until the end of the season. Bring in Big Sam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he did it last season. Oof. He'll do it again. No, they're, they're, I mean, there are no days of getting relegated. No, let's not, out, let's not do that. Leave your, leave your Big Sams in your, in your big cupboards. Like, <laughs> All right, fair enough. All right, mate. Look, I think I think we've done very well today. That's all we've really got time for. Um, uh, we'll we'll take a a, a breather uh, from our podcasting, and uh, we will come back on Friday with some previews. Friday slash Saturday with some previews of the Premier League. We've got the big one, Manchester City uh, at home to Chelsea. That's uh, the Sunday match. Uh, Tottenham at home to Leicester as well. That's the other Sunday match as well. Uh, but we've got also some very interesting matches at the bottom, including. Including, uh, Crystal Palace, West Ham, Brighton, Hove and the Albanians against Burnley. And the big one, the juicy one, the tasty one, Southampton versus Cardiff. It's been stop, great. That's not even close to juicy. Stop rubbing well, your it's thighs. Extremely juicy, stop that right. recording. I'm doing right. it now. I'm going to be tense. It's going to be tense. I am going to be tense and it's going to be tense for me anyway. You just, you have no idea, do you? You have no idea. Up in your little clouds, in your dodgy little thing. Pushing the button. Pushing the button. What it's like Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that like I pushed the button. I saved you from like a, this. A supporter of a real team. Like every in year. two and a half struggles. minutes, he'll be saying Matt uh, Letizia. He'll be saying the words Matt Letizia, Ken Moncow. Frankly, I'm pushing Matt the button. Was there. Oh, fuck.